Welcome to the Mobilized Podcast. We equip Christ followers to boldly and courageously live mobilized in their faith, purpose, and life. Let's join James and Nicole. Well, welcome to this episode of the Mobilize Podcast. I'm so glad you joined us, and I'm here with my podcast partner, Nicole. Hello, hello. So glad that you're here with me, and I'm glad you've chosen to tune in and spend a little bit of time with us as well. Yes. This has been an exciting series that we're going through. We've decided that this year we're going to share these podcasts in series, and this series is talking about the purpose of living mobilized in your faith, your purpose, and in life. And in our last episode, we did unpack some of those tools and truths as to how to live mobilized in your faith and really how to dissect that complicated concept. And so today, we're really excited to talk to you about how to live mobilized in your purpose. Now, purpose, I mean, that's really a buzzword for a lot of us. Some of us, we love that word, and some of us, we hate that word. And I don't know what camp you find yourself in, but some of us, we we think that purpose is this elusive and unattainable kind of concept. Maybe some of us feel like purpose is given to just a select few, this highly educated, wealthy, connected, good-looking, smart, supported group, right? Is that what maybe... (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's it's just for the elite, the spiritually elite, right? right? Uh, But let's just start with the definition of purpose. We love doing that and just really get it at its most basic level. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. That's what purpose means. Mm -hmm. Purpose was woven into the fabric of our being. It was put there, so not as a goal or a punishment but as image bearers of God. Purpose was put there because God has a purpose for everything and everyone, right? Exactly. And you can see that from the foundations of our earth, from the very beginning. We find actually the scripture in Genesis 1.26. We have to go all the way back to Genesis. Now, I love going back to Genesis. I know that's not where we usually start when we read, have a reading plan, a Bible reading plan, because it's like, oh, are you kidding me? But that's where it all began. And you can find a lot of our foundation of our faith, mm-hmm. a purpose, all of that at the very beginning. So let's look at it. Genesis one twenty six says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That was the very first directive from God. Mm. And he didn't have to teach Adam how to have dominion. Mm. Like it doesn't say anywhere in there like step one, this is what you do. Step two, this is what you do. Right. He didn't go to dominion class. Nope. Not once. (laughs) (laughs) And if he was supposed to, I think he skipped it. He skipped it. He clapped out. Right, right. Adam was created with that purpose to do what God created him to do from the very beginning. Mm. It's like, you know, we don't have to learn how to breathe, right? We don't have to learn. God created our bodies to know how to breathe without being taught. The yeah. very first thing we do when we're born is take a breath. Nobody mm. teaches that baby how to do it. The God created us to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the way purpose is, but... Then there was sin, right? That was before sin. And everything purpose was easy, and we didn't have to think about it, and it was just ingrained in us. But then sin. So as time went on, this world became more and more sinful, right? Each generation building upon the sin of the last generation. Didn't we see that? You find that in Genesis. Immediately, sin built on, and then sin clouded our view from purpose. 
We didn't even need a class for that either. No, we did not. That came very natural. That's in our sin nature. Exactly. It, it God, clouded it. It did. and But God had a solution even back in the Old Testament, right? God started speaking directly to people and giving them step-by-step instructions because he knew we needed all the help we can get yep. and help them with their purpose and what it entailed. Right. Uh, I mean, you think about Noah. I mean... He had very specific and detailed instructions on how to build the ark, right. what to make it of, how big to make it, yep. the supplies, the food, how to get the animals on board, what animals, how to save his family. I mean, mm-hmm. those were very specific. It didn't yep. leave a lot to the imagination. Um, it, God was very clear. Sometimes I wish he would be that clear about specific oh things my in my life, right? Goodness, could you imagine? Uh, you sometimes think things would just be easier. I've sometimes thought, I was just telling a friend this past weekend, I kind of wish that when I accepted Christ, he just would kind of take free will away and mm. I could stop making mistakes. He would just speak clearly, I obey, and everything is just perfect. It's right. zippity doo da, right? right? Right, But it doesn't work that way. He no. gives us a choice, and we've got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses, he, yeah. he spoke clearly to Moses. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of when he actually told him to go and speak to Pharaoh. Yeah. He told him exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. He told him when to go. He told him about the plagues, what to do as far as taking the people out of slavery and how to lead them through the wilderness into the promised land. Joshua mm-hmm. taking over after Moses, mm-hmm. given lots of direction directly from God. Jonah, I mean, the right. guy got a specific mission, right? and he turned and went the exact opposite <laughs> direction. I mean, that that's like... The most basic example right, of right. what not to do. Right. You get but a God clear is clear with him, right? <laughs> I mean, we have an excuse because we say, oh, God, right. I wasn't clear on my purpose. Right. Jonah was clear. Right. Go to Nineveh, tell him I love and forgive him, and let him turn from their ways. He's like, no, I'm going no, the other way. thank you. Abraham, he was told very clearly what God was going to do in his mm-hmm. life and what was expected of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty incredible. And, and then there were times when we see God working behind the scenes, right. even when their purpose wasn't spelled out or right. verbally communicated like I wish it was for me right. in these people's lives. But because of their love for God, they still figured out a way to live out that purpose. Right. I mean, David, another great example, mm-hmm. told he was anointed as king, mm-hmm. but then he went back to tending sheep. Mm-hmm. And God didn't give him an audible voice or send him a memo or a fax or a text telling him how he was going to go fight Goliath. Make sure you take your slingshot, grab these five stones, and I'm going to lead you to victory. And this is going to be a big deal with your legacy with the the people of Israel. No, he just went and did it because he was living out his purpose because he loved God, but he didn't have clear direction. Esther, she didn't know what the stakes were. She just Mm -hmm. in that moment knew she was thrust in there for a purpose, Mm -hmm. and she stepped into that purpose, not knowing the outcome, not knowing the next step, but she put her life on the line, and she was used in a big way to save her people. Uh, Joseph, my goodness. My goodness Sold out by his brothers, right? Into slavery, Mm -hmm. convicted of a crime he didn't commit, goes Mm -hmm. to prison, but but then he interprets the Pharaoh's dream and God elevates him to a level that, again, he couldn't have ex- expected in, in his wildest dreams. Right, and his right. dreams were pretty wild, and then, if yes. you remember, right? Yeah. Uh, but just because God told them what to do didn't mean that they had it easy, right? right. I mean, Joseph right. is a prime example. Right. He got instruction. He even did have some foretelling and some dreams, mm-hmm. but the guy had a rough go of it. Mm-hmm. They had to live out every trusting, scary, uncertain, and sometimes excruciating moment, right. moment by moment. Mm-hmm. Those were Old Testament examples, but what does that mean for us living after New Testament? We're living in these grace times, not under the law. What right. does that look like for us? Well, we know that Adam and Eve were created by the hand of God, and purpose was woven into the fabric of their being, but how was it woven into ours? That's the question. We can easily look back and say, okay, we see the hand of God on Adam and Eve, right? But what about us now? Mm. What does that look like for us? 
Well, Psalm 139, 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Mm -hmm. Some versions say, you formed, which means to create. But the NIV version took that the Greek word for formed and translated for us into its literal meaning so we'd understand it, and that he created us. He created us. Now, God created us in our inmost being. So what the heck does that mean? I don't say that all the time. No, we don't say that anymore. I just feel that in my inmost being. <laughs> if you said that, people would be like, oh, dang. <laughs> oh, he's having issues. <laughs> it means the mind, the mm. soul, the seat of our desires, affections, and passions. Mm. So God created our mind, our soul, our desires, affections, passions. How incredible is that? Then he says, he knit us together. God had made us. He formed all the pieces and then united them into a bodily frame and form before we were even born. So here we see the whole picture of how God was involved in every single part of our existence, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of creating us inside and out, even to the the intricacies of our passions and our feelings. Mm-hmm. So God was there in the beginning, putting all the pieces of our body together hmm. and our mind, our soul, desires, affections, and passions. Purpose isn't as elusive as we think. It's really not. <laughs> it's not? No, it's not. It's in us. And believe it or not, most of us are living it out without even knowing it, Mm. without even knowing it, most of us are living it out. Because God created us that way. Colossians 1.16, it says, for through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we cannot see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Our first purpose is clearly stated right there. We were created for Him. That's pretty incredible. If you're living for Him, then you're already living out your first purpose. I think that's pretty cool, and that that should give us some hope. Absolutely. Like I said, it it feels like this this purpose is so huge. It's Mm -hmm. unattainable. We're always looking for it and wondering. And it's so clear in that scripture, He says, I'm in charge of everything. And actually, I created you for me. Mm -hmm. I love Ephesians 2.10, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That we should walk in them. Now, you know, you know what it's time for, right? Dun, dun, dun. It's time to unpack this scripture. The Deep Dive with Nicole. <laughs> this is the best part. I absolutely love this. I'm telling <laughs> you, you can read the scripture and be like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I, that I feel was good fun. About, that was fun. I feel good about it. But then when you dig deep, it's like, oh, what? Mm. Mind blown. <laughs> so let's look through the scripture, okay? All right. This is the New King James Version that I'm going to read out of. All right. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. So we are his workmanship. What does that word even mean? Like there's a bunch of them in there where we think we know what it means. Mm-hmm. But workmanship actually means a thing made, a product. It means fabric. Oh, wow. 
How cool is that? When you think about fabric, you know, you see a finished product. Mm -hmm. But really behind the scenes and when you look really close, it's just a billion little threads, right? You almost need a microscope to see it at that level. Exactly. Woven together to make the product. Yeah. And so you get this mental image of how God created us so intricate, a million little threads Mm. sewn together by his hand to create who we are. And and created means shape Mm. and form. Yeah. And sometimes we kind of picture when God creates something, a blob, like the world, round, (laughs) just kind of stuck together, mushed together, right? But it's not. With us, there was workmanship in it, a fabric. There was was a creation, a shape and form put to us. Mm. It's absolutely incredible to see um, God's creativity even in us. Mm -hmm. But why? Why all this workmanship? Why were we created? We were created in Christ Jesus. Mm. Not not just these human beings out there, right? Mm -hmm. But actually in Christ Jesus. For good works. Mm. For good works. Now, we're going to get to that in a little bit, right? right. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared. And prepared means appointed and predestined. (laughs) Predestined. It's a God prepared beforehand, beforehand in advance. Mm. So he says it twice right here, two different words. He wants to grab our attention. He wants to make sure we understand this and we grasp it. It means he really means it. He really (laughs) means it. He wants us to know that we are predestined, appointed in advance Mm -hmm. for these good works, for these good works. It wasn't just um, like, well, we'll see what they're good at after they're born. (laughs) And whatever they're good at, well, then I guess that's what they'll do. The old throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks approach to creating man. (laughs) Right. No, from the beginning of time, he saw us. Mm. He planned for us to have these gifts and talents and purpose. He predestined that we would have this. The fact that we don't see it isn't on us. Mm. I mean, isn't on him. It's on us Mm -hmm. because he's already planned for it. Then it says that we should walk in them. And walk in them actually means follow. Hmm. It actually means to follow. That's incredible to me because there's some important stuff there, right? Mm -hmm. Why is this scripture so important to understand our purpose? Why why is this one um, foundational for our purpose? And I think it's because so many of us are chasing our purpose instead of following it. Mm, That's good. We are running hard after it. We are searching. We're turning everything over. Mm-hmm. We're reading books and asking questions. And there's nothing wrong with reading books because I wrote <laughs> one on it. But we're chasing it, yeah. always chasing it. But in the scripture, he says, you're my workmanship mm-hmm. created in me. I've already predestined for you to do great things beforehand, before you were born, before even you were a twinkle in your mom and dad's eye, <laughs> long before mm-hmm. All you have to do is follow me. Mm. All you have to do is follow. And what or or who better yet are we supposed to follow than Jesus? And that is so good. That's going to stick with me. So many of us are chasing our purpose instead of following it. That's that's one of those sticky phrases that I think uh, it it's it creates a picture in my mind. Mm. I can see us frantically, you know, mm-hmm. chasing our own tails, mm-hmm. trying to figure this out because purpose is so important. So I got to work really hard to figure it right. out. Right. But He's already given us a pathway. He said, just follow it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. Our purpose always comes back to him. It always comes back to Jesus. Yeah. That's that's the incredible thing in the way he designed it, even in the fibers of the very design itself. Mm-hmm. Then the next step is to live out those good works that Nicole was just talking about, right? So what are these good works? 
the good works can also be called our purpose. Right. It's pretty simple, yeah. right? We don't mm-hmm. have to overcomplicate this. First Peter 4.10 says, Each of you shall use whatever gifts you have you received to serve others, faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Gifts means an endowment. Endowment means a quality or an ability possessed or inherited by someone. You have an inherited gift from your creator. That's a pretty cool picture, right? Yeah. The one who knit you together. He gave you this inheritance. It's not hidden from you. It's in you, waiting for you and your faithful stewarding of it. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. About now, you might be thinking, well, okay, I get it. I'm convinced. But... Now, I don't know what my gift is. Right, right. You just went from one problem of purpose to a second problem of, oh, dang. Two steps forward, seven steps back. I don't even know what's happening. I don't like it, though. Right. But gifts don't have to be this mystical kind of hidden thing, this mysterious, hidden under this deeper meaning, like cosmic Easter egg kind of thing, like warmer, oh, you're getting colder. I I don't really think it is, right? I mean, what do you think, Nicole? No, absolutely not. They're perfectly, uh, the, the description then, is perfectly and simply described in Romans 12, 6 through 8. Mm. And, and here's the thing. The Bible tells us everything we need to know. Yeah. What I love about uh, what you and I get to do and what we do is that we don't make things up. Right. We don't have to be smart, right? We it's don't have to figure it out for ourselves <laughs> or anybody else. Yes. We can go to the concrete, concrete truths yeah. of the Bible and share that, and all the answers are yeah. there, which makes us look smart. But <laughs> let's be honest, it's all We're the just word of the God. Messenger. We're just the messengers. <laughs> Verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, I have to say, when you read that scripture, it sounds a little like, duh. Like, you know, (laughs) like, seriously, you don't have to talk down to us. We're we're grownups here. If you're hungry, then eat. (laughs) Exactly. But it's just laying it out clearly. Yeah. Look, if it's you, demystifying it. Exactly, exactly. If you have this gift, then do it. Yeah. Just do it. Do what you know. That thing you love to do. Yeah. That thing you are passionate about, right? That thing you think of first when someone is in need. Mm. That thing you think everyone around you should be doing <laughs> in time of need or yes. for other people. Yes. That is your gift. Mm. That's exactly right. I mean, that's exactly what Nicole and I are doing right now. We have Mm -hmm. a passion for unpacking these gems of truth that we find in God's Word and presenting them to people in a way that little light bulbs go off in their mind. They say, oh my goodness, that kind of makes sense. I I didn't really see it before. We love teaching. We love equipping others to be more like Christ. Uh, I'm passionate about music. I'm a musician, and I love using that gift and that passion to point people to Christ, to usher them into His presence with that gift of music. I mean, there's so many examples of you operating within your giftings and using them to point others to Christ and build others up. That's your gift. Absolutely. And even if, let's say you can't leave your home. Mm. A lot of people have are like, well, I'm retired or I can't leave my home or I'm sick. What can you do? Can Mm -hmm. you write cards? Yes. Can you encourage someone? Can you send a text? Mm -hmm. Can you call someone? Do people call anymore? Depends. Certain age groups. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, then you can call. If you can knit or crochet, there are babies in hospitals that need them. Mm-hmm. But there are, there's a million things we can do. We have to stop looking for the obstacles and start looking for the opportunities. Mm, that's good. Absolutely. That is really, really good. And so it, it kind of sums it up, right? Matthew right. chapter 22, verse 36 through 38. You want to read that for us? Sure. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm, that's good. So when searching for your purpose, right. I mean, the reason we exist, mm-hmm. the best place to start is loving God with everything in you. That's what that verse just said. With mm-hmm. your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, everything you've got. The second thing that you got to do is love others. And we do that by stewarding the gifts that God's given us. We use them. We right. use them to help others. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I once heard a pastor say that we love others by adding value to their lives. I love that. Mm-hmm. And that was really a, a, a kind of a, a clear, clearer way yeah. to hear someone talk about how to love others and add value into their lives mm-hmm. in a way that was kind of fresh and unique. And I'd say that you can... Even add value through your gifts is another mm-hmm. way that you can kind of wrap your mind around that. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Right, right. Just using the gifts that God's given you, that he, in his grace, gave yes. you, in his grace gave us, and using those to add value to somebody else's life. Because that word love, you mm. know, it's big, mm-hmm. and it's a lot, and we can all make up our own definitions to it. And mm-hmm. we can even look at it in the Greek and the Hebrew and how it was used in different verses. Right. But at the end of the day, how do we truly love the people around us? Mm-hmm. Well, God's given us the tools with our gifts yeah. and our talents. All we have to do is mobilize them. Mm, that's good. Man, do you see what she did right there? <laughs> Well, this has been a lot of fun, and thanks for giving us uh, a little bit of your time and tuning in. It means a whole lot to us. Um, This really concludes this episode, and we hope you'll join us for our next installment as we really unpack the the exciting conclusion to this series is how to live mobilized in life. And this is Mm going to be another really exciting, fun one that we're going to have a lot of good times um, unpacking and exploring because it's so complex. And again, like this, this is one that people kind of wrestle with. How, How do I get the most out of life? How do I mobilize life? How do I not just have this humdrum every day kind of bleeds into the next and looks the same? And how do I make sure I'm tying in my faith and my purpose to make my life count for something? So you're not going to want to miss this next episode. And I'm really excited for that. And I'm glad you've chosen to join us. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Mobilized YouTube page and follow us on social media at mobilized.life on Instagram and at Live Mobilized on Facebook. For more information and ways to connect, visit our website at mobilized.life.